to the Prophecy Club. We are going to continue with our questions and answers. David, you start with a question. We have now seen churches forcibly shut down. Some people say, well, you know, this should never be. And some people say, no, they really should be shut down. Um, We could go in a lot of different directions here, but I guess we'll start with this. Do you think churches will be coming back soon? And, And what are your thoughts on this whole topic, Stan? I think that the churches are going to more than just come back soon. I think that this whole coronavirus thing has shaken them. It's shaken their spirit. And it's shaken a lot of them that didn't want to hear about prophecy, didn't want to hear about Jesus, didn't want to hear about the church. It's shaken them to the point to where now they're going to hear. Along with when they bring in this new world order, this new financial system, this new religion, I'm telling you it's all coming, then we're going to see two kind of things happen at the same time. We're going to see many people that are part of that wealth transfer, that Proverbs thirteen twenty two wealth transfer that Neville Johnson talked about and Shane Warren talked about that is coming to the church. And I'm going to read a vision that Leslie had. It's confirming what we've been talking about today. So yes, if we do pray the suitcase nukes away, and if we do pray that Trump does not split Israel, thus giving us a new Madrid fault and earthquake (laughs) down the center of the country and California falling into the ocean and tsunami hitting the East Coast. Yes, all those bad things, I think God has warned us correctly. All of those bad things, it's like we're walking down a path and God is saying there's a stumbling block. There's a stumbling block in your path. And if you don't pray it away, if you're not watching for it, if you don't pray that, if you don't stand in the gap, then you're going to hit that stumbling block. That's the reason right now, brothers and sisters, the number one thing to pray away is the suitcase nukes. Number two would be the splitting of Israel. If we can pray away those two things, and we can, well, pretty hard, I mean, with the verifications we got behind them, but we got to try. But now let me get to the vision. This came to Leslie, December 29, 2019, it was towards the end of praise and worship at our church. Now you have to understand Leslie does not lay hands on people suddenly, and she also does not give words or prophecies quickly or easily. She is very cautious about what she says, and I like that, because that way I know that when Leslie says God is talking, I know that God is really talking. She's very, very fearful of the word of the Lord. She is very cautious. She wants to make certain she brings the truth. So this is what she was told. She says, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this pure word, a sure word, Lord, to your church, the church body as a whole, not just the spirit of prophecy church, but your church body as a whole. Many are saying right now, again, this is December 29, 2019. Many people are saying right now concerning the year 2020, it's 2020 vision, 2020 vision, 2020 vision is what I'm going to give my people. They don't understand that they're really prophesying when they're saying this to doctors, that they're seeing, Lord, even though it is said as a joke, I know you don't take it as a joke. This year is incredibly special to your children. They will have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to know what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Your children will begin to know you and know how profound your love is. We declare and prophesy in Jesus' name. I saw dirt, dry dirt, with many cracks in it. Then I saw leaves rise up out of the cracked land, 
and became a flower and burst into a big rose. I saw it come up through dry parched land because the Holy Spirit is going to rain down. I saw a rain of the Holy Spirit is coming. Well, hang on, hang on. Remember I told you October, excuse me, August the 8th of 2015, I heard this is the time of miracles. And then as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Do you think a couple of hundred thousand people rounded up and put into military tribunals as judgment? Well, I think it's a high probability, but let's go on. Then I saw many other flowers filling the cracked, dry ground. I saw the body of Christ is crying out all over the world, Lord, this will be the year the church blossoms up through dry, parched land. We will blossom through the parched land. No more sickness, no more disease, no more heartache, and not being able to pay bills. But we will be helping each other. The church will come back to life and not be so distraught and not be so parched and dry. In the name of Jesus, they will be filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to burst forth their fruits. Lord, let them use their fruits to go place to place in the Lord. Give your children the finances. Put in their hands so they can pour out to others in the name of Jesus. Let there not be anything that will not bloom. I hope you're hearing this. This, this is real good news, okay? Lord, in the name of Jesus, I declare and prophesy and speak it out loud to the church as a whole. Lord, I thank you for your people with giving hearts that this will be the year that they do see 2020. 2020 in the spirit, Lord. 2020 in the spirit, Lord. Yes, many can be healed because their eyes will see what the Lord has already given them. It is done. We declare it in the name of Jesus. We want to see spiritually more than we want to see naturally, Lord. We want to hear more in the spirit as well as in the natural. We ask that we speak your words and speak the truth in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for you to build our minds to be able to hold and keep the truth in our hearts and minds. Lord, I see our mind is not going to be dry anymore. It is not going to be cracked anymore. The word will not be draining through the cracks and withering, just withering to dry sand. Lord, we ask right now that your church will be filled, filled up with the Holy Spirit so that they would be able to hear, see, and speak your word in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the word ended. I think that that's what's coming. I think that there's two things at once going to hit. We're going to see some people that are part of this wealth transfer that Neville Johnson and Shane Warren are talking about. There's Proverbs 13, 22. That's an unfulfilled prophecy. We're about to see that, yes, there's about to be a lot of people really, really, really blessed, including America. But there's also going to be such a change that those some people are going to miss the train. And those people that miss the train, they're going to be hurting. But the church is going to rise with healing in its wings, and that's not just physical healing, that's financial healing. But the church is going to be there to be able to be a help in the time of trouble. Now, I also want to say that I don't think it's going to last long. I think that it may only be six months to a year or less. But we right now we have to concentrate on praying the suitcase nukes and the earthquake away. David. What are your thoughts on churches being forced to stay closed? I mean, I don't like it. 
Uh, and I, I know that every pastor out there is afraid, you know, are we going to be able to pay our bills? Are the tithes and offerings still going to come in and all? But at least as far as our church, he's he's taking care of us. It's it's okay. Um, I think that the church is going to get going again soon. As I say, I think that Trump is going to begin the opening of the blossom back up before the end of the month. I don't think that America is going to come back overnight. I think it took a while for us to close, and it's going to take a while for us to open. It might take longer to open and get it going again than it does to shut it down. Shutting it down could be done quickly and easily, but opening the door again, not going to be so easy. In that dream, it talked about no more sickness, no more disease, no more heartache. And I mean that was really encouraging because I would like to see there is no sickness happening in the churches, right? And I would like to see people from the church going into the hospitals and healing people that are in the hospitals, something that really gives God glory rather than churches just all being closed. What are your thoughts with regards to the church and no more sickness, no more disease, no more heartache? I think that we're going to be hit with the sevenfold miracles. By the way, I was right in several ways when I was scheduling the crusade for the Passover Unleavened Bread First Fruits Weekend, and which, by the way, we've now rescheduled to Ju- July 29 to August 2, and that has not associated with any feast days. But either you do it uh, Passover Unleavened Bread or first, first Fruits, or the date doesn't really matter. Well, July 29 to August 2 doesn't really matter. But I do think that we are still teaching and training and equipping the saints to be helping us in the uh, sports stadiums, and also helping God just wherever God is going to be directing them. We're raising up an army, and that's what we're doing, an army to teach people Bible prophecy and to walk in sevenfold miracles. So I believe that the church is going to be opening soon, and I think that because of this shaking, we're going to see the churches start doing really, really well. And then, of course, we've still got the Proverbs thirteen twenty two thing that somehow, according to the prophecies, is going to open up. I think think we're going to see people in difficulty, but we're also going to see the church rise with healing in their wings. With regards to the, the conference being postponed, I think that is actually a blessing. I think that it was postponed for a reason, and not just the virus. I think that there are people that have not yet signed up for that, that God will call to sign up for that because they are meant to be there. Where else are people going to get gifts of the Spirit, which generally are not operating in a lot of the churches these days? So overall, I think that there are a lot of people that need to really pray, not just what they think about this, but is God calling them to go? And if he is, if he will confirm it by providing the funds needed to be able to go— So I think that that's really important. People really need to pray about that and take that serious because I think that there are certain people that need to be there, that God needs to move their hearts to actually go. Well, let me ask you a question. You were at the crusade last year. Someone comes up to you and says, so should I go to the crusade? And if so, what would I get? What would you say to him? God speaks to everybody differently. God gives everybody what they need to get. Right. And so it's not just one of these blanket things where everybody kind of goes for the same thing. When you're there, you see God moving in a specific way for what you need in that season of your life. But there's a lot that you get there that you cannot get just by going to just your local church. I mean, 
there's an anointing that you know that God is there and God is moving. The question is, what is God going to do in your life when he is moved by people that are really anointed for these days that we're in? I got a lot. I got, um, you know, I needed, you know, at that time, uh, emotional healing from my dad who had passed away. And I had no idea that that was something that God was going to help me through at that time. I got some physical healing from a back issue that was getting worse and worse. And I really wasn't even thinking about that in going to the the conference. And that is something that God dramatically has made so much better. I mean, I've had very little back issues since the last conference. But again, these things are things that I didn't necessarily think about going in. I knew that God wanted me to be there, but I didn't really know exactly why. And then to be prayed for, to be anointed by people that have this end time prophetic anointing is, if you're going to go for nothing else, to be anointed by somebody who has been proclaiming the prophetic warning message for these last 20 plus years, that is powerful. Uh, That's how God spreads the anointing. He does it by people that he anoints. And then they lay hands on people, and that's how it's transferred. It's uh, it's a God thing. And then, yes, as a result of that, there is a anointing that is just a God-given anointing, and um, it's just hard to explain except that it's one of those things that when God does it, you know he's done it, and you know when you're saying – things and you you just know that it's not just you right it's something different it, it's god's anointing on you but then also there's times that you just know things it's like you know what's going to happen before it happens and it's not that you figured it out it's just this kind of spirit of revelation where it's just all i can say is god gets all the glory because it's something that god does and he kind of gives you this knowing about things that you didn't have before and for everyone it's unique and that's why it's critical that everybody on their own praise whether or not god would want them to go and if he wants them to go will he provide the resources the funds the the time away from work or whatever whatever it takes so that god can make a way for you to go you know, timing-wise, right? So if the church rises up, and if judgment hits and, and miracles hit at the same time, does that mean we are in or are entering into or, yeah, I mean, are we already in the tribulation period spoken of in the Bible? Well, I had a congregation member call me this morning and ask me that question. Are we in the tribulation, or is the tribulation about to start? Well, that's a real big question. Because is it possible for the world to just kind of float along and all of a sudden drift into the tribulation? Uh, No. I believe that Daniel 9.27 is a hint, but that's all it is. And it says, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. Well, who's the he? Well, most people believe that that is the Antichrist. But if that's the, if we're waiting for some kind of a peace deal to be signed, then that can't be it, because we don't see the beast until after the first seal is opened. So you can't have the beast confirming the covenant to open the first seal when he doesn't even arrive until the first seal. So it's very ambiguous. In other words, 
I don't know that we can necessarily look for a peace treaty or some kind of agreement signed that is the start of the tribulation. However, I have long been watching for, remember Dmitry was told, God will raise up China, Japan, and many of the nations. They would go against the Russians. They will defeat the Russians. They'll back the Russians to the gates of Paris where they sign a peace treaty. But they make the Russians their leader. Well, I have long been watching to see if that peace treaty signed would be the start of the tribulation. However, I think a better way to look and a better place to look would be Revelation 6.1. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. And one of the four beasts said, Come and see. Well, what is that noise of thunder? If you go back to Ken Peters, Ken said that everything started when there was what sounded like a 1970s car horn honking. And he said it was very, very, very loud. Three varies. Very, very, very loud. He said every ear on the planet heard it. And it was long and it was loud. And when that sound came out, then many of the graves, not all of them, but many of the graves around the globe opened up. And he said it was like there was an explosive device in the coffin. He said, I literally saw dirt flying. Then he saw standing around the open holes people wearing what appeared to be white choir robes with a big cloak on them. And he said, but the choir robe and the person in the choir robe was brighter than the sun. And he said they were walking around the exploded open hole and they walked around for just a few minutes and then they just disappeared. And he was very adamant. He did not see anyone that was alive go anywhere. And he said, and when the graves opened, all of the electronics on the whole globe all went off. And they stayed off for about two weeks. And they they began to slowly come back on. Now, question. Do you suppose that the resurrection power of God hitting those people dead, dead in Christ all around the globe all at the same time, do you suppose that power hitting the globe might cause our electronics to go out, kind of like a sunspot or something. Well, there's a high probability that that's exactly what happened. Now, the next question would be, could the 1970s horn honk, like what the modern ear would describe as this sound, could it be that an ancient ear of John 2,000 years ago would describe that sound as the noise of thunder? But a modern ear would describe that as a horn, a 1970s car horn. Well, in my opinion, it's probably, probably, this is what I'll look for. There's nothing in the scripture that says that there's going to be anyone arise from the grave. There's nothing from the scriptures that say that our electronics is going to go off. There's nothing from the scriptures that promises that any human ear on the planet gets to hear the opening of the first seal. However, in light of what happened when Jesus arose from the grave, because the Bible says on that same day, which was first fruits, on that same day that was seen among, among people, many people that had come out of the graves were walking all around the city of Jerusalem. So, Jesus arose from the grave on first fruits. And many of the people came out of the graves on that same day. So it is reasonable to assume that the first seal will be opened on first fruits and that the graves will also be 
opened, no one alive goes anywhere, and the opening of those graves could cause our electronics to go down for a couple of weeks. That's reasonable to believe and watch for, though there's nothing scripturally to guarantee we even hear the noise of thunder. The other thing that is interesting about first fruits, the next time Jesus returns, Revelation 14:1, and I saw a lamb stood upon the Mount Sion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And that's when the 144,000 are resurrected. So, on first fruits, Jesus arose from the dead, people also came out of the graves. On the last first fruits, when Jesus returns on first fruits again and resurrects the 144,000, so we see on first fruits, there's two resurrections Jesus coming out, people come out of the graves with him. The next first fruits or the last first fruits, people coming out of the graves, and that's the 144,000 and Jesus returning as a lamb, not as the lion. About five months later on trumpets is when he returns on a white horse with us, the armies of heaven, using the morning star, and they, the two angels return with him with sharp sickles, and that's when he uses the morning star to burn the tares. Matthew thirteen thirty, gather you first the tares, bind them into bundles, cast them into the fire, then gather my wheat into the barn. The, the wheat is gathered into the barn when the new Jerusalem comes down, and that's about 15 days later on tabernacles. So, back to the question. Are we in the tribulation today? Absolutely not. Guarantee. We are not in the tribulation. However, I believe that we are going to be tribulation saints. I believe that the tribulation is that close. I don't know when it is, but let's put it this way. At least me, I will be watching very closely. And at any time I hear what sounds like the noise of thunder or a 1970s horn honk. And should that same day graves around the globe explode open. And should that same day our electronics go off for a couple of weeks, I will be watching and if that happens, you will hear me say the tribulation just started. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that I'm going to be saying all of you folks have been looking for a pre-trib rapture can stop looking for it because you just missed it. It didn't happen. And I might also say it's not going to happen. There's not a pre-trib, mid-trib, pre-wrath. No one is going anywhere. We're all going to get the opportunity to take that mark of the beast Meaning, when we resist that, we're going to become an overcomer, and there's many, many, many blessings for becoming an overcomer. You want to become a tribulation saint. You want to become an overcomer. God is going to give us the strength to be victorious. He's never going to put us into something that we cannot be successful at. David. This is why I think this ministry is so important, because we're keeping an eye not just on what's happening, but how everything relates to Bible prophecy which is absolutely 100% all going to take place in time. We are focused upon what's happening now. And, you know, Stan is awesome because he gives you such detail. A lot of times his detail is above, I mean, I know it's definitely above my head in terms of, um, you know, all the things that he's explaining. But the thing that also keeps coming to my mind is what God does give us is the ability to see things in terms of seasons, Right, So we don't go from winter to spring in one day. A lot of times it, they may say, well, you know, spring happened on this day, but really the reality is that a lot of times these things happen over a period of time. And I think that that's the point. As we take a look at these things from a prophetic perspective, we can start to see things happening before 
they actually happen and arrive on our doorstep. Most important thing is to accept Jesus. Second most important thing is to never take that mark. Don't worship the beast, his image. Receive his mark or the number of his name. That's what this book is all about. You get this into your hands of your friends, your neighbors, your children. Your people, all the people around you, you love, you get this book into their hands. If they'll read this book, short book, matter of fact, we specifically put, make it out of thin paper. We want it to look thin. So when you hand it to them, they will say, oh, that's a skinny little book. I can read that real fast. That's right. Because if you'll read this book, you'll never take that mark of the beast. You never will. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them a, sets of, a sealed sets of 10. Uh, one set of 10 is $30. Two sets, 45. Four sets are 40 for $70. Four sets of 10, 40 books for $70. That gives you, I mean, they're like $1.75 each. You can hand them out. Hand them out to all your friends and neighbors and relatives. Second book I recommend you get is this book. So what happened was, and let me give you all credit, because uh, uh, give the Lord credit, because none of this would have happened without him. I wouldn't have seen this world. I wouldn't have had any of this information. All of this comes from the Lord. So what happens about three years ago, I began to memorize the book of Revelation, just going to be a project, didn't know anything special was going to happen. But I began to get revelations. Matter of fact, I got 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice. The audible voice said the seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months, and the seven vials play over seven days. Once researching it, I saw that that was correct. But anyway, all of this I put into this book. Now, I've been in, in prophecy for 40 years, doing a radio and TV program on it uh, for, I don't know, 26 years. But I did not know anything that's in this book. And so I'm going to dare say you don't either. This is all new information. What happened was God showed me one of those visions that there is a secret door that links the word first fruits in Leviticus 23 to the word first fruits in Revelation 14. And when you link that word, all of a sudden, the prophecies that are out of order in Revelation can be put in proper chronological order. In other words, for the first time in history, Revelation can be put in proper order because it's not written in proper order. It jumps around. Okay, So you'll be able to understand it. One prophetic word said this, there's a lock I put over a word in the book of Revelation, and I'm going to open it to you. And it will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. One for 20, but don't do that. We recommend getting five for 30 or 10 for 55 and get a whole case of 60 for 250. The books you can get at prophecyclub.com. You can also watch up to 300 DVDs instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. You can watch our YouTube at Prophecy Club channel, and I also recommend you come to our Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. A number of years ago, God spoke to my heart and said he's calling me to raise up an army of end-time prophecy teachers working miracles. An army of end-time prophecy teachers working miracles. In other words, when the end times hit, to have an army of people out there that is able to give an answer. So that's what we do at the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. We're preparing you for those days. If you're watching or listening to this right now, that means you're called to do this. People don't watch or listen to this stuff unless they're called to do it. Lastly, we teach through her school of the prophets, and I'll teach you how to teach Bible prophecy. Lou and soon he will teach deliverance, and my daughter Leslie Ann will conduct praise and worship. It's going to be an awesome time. Go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and get signed up. So, in summary, download the Prophecy Club app, order Miss the Mark, Order Secret Door to Understand Prophecy at prophecyclub.com. Sign up to come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. And when you do, get the meal package. 
Get the meal package and accept Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Do that and I will see you in heaven. I also just learned that Heaven's Harvest has more food in stock. That's right. Freeze-dried, the coveted freeze-dried food in stock at HeavensHarvest.com. And if you put the promo code in STAN, it helps your Prophecy Club, and it also gets you a packet of heirloom seeds free. HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN, S-T-A-N, HeavensHarvest.com. Stan. It seems as someone went on Amazon.com and said some very bad things about the secret door to understand Bible prophecy book. And of course, people read that when there's only two comments. And so consequently, it is almost stopping the sales on Amazon.com. Now, of course, I don't care about the sales as much as I want people to get the book. So if you have read The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy or Miss the Mark, and if you have the time, please go to Amazon.com and put your comments up there so that people will consider getting those two books. That's Amazon.com, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, and Miss the Mark. Also, when you're watching Prophecy Club on YouTube, if you will click like, share, subscribe, and hit the bell, it will help more people to see this broadcast. <laughs>